unbadding, unbadding, we're unbadding, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbadding, baby. We're unbadding. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unbadding. I'm Dana Pereira. And I'm Jessica Presley. Hey, Jess, that's a cute sweater you got on there. You know, it was a gift. It was? Mm -hmm. Whoever got that for you has great taste. I know. She really does. I feel like super grateful and also like really on point for this week's episode. Oh my goodness. Go to the YouTube guys. Actually, we'll probably just take a picture. and <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely going to be a, a, a picture. Guys, I found the most ridiculous Christmas sweaters. <laughs> And I was like, whenever I'm adding to card, I was like, two, please. Dos, por favor. <laughs> so cute. And I got a big surprise when I got here. I felt like it was Christmas. <gasps> well, I mean, how do you feel? It's like we immediately went from Thanksgiving. It was like, eat your turkey. Congratulations. It's Christmas. Yeah. You know, I used to be all about that Thanksgiving life. Uh -huh. And then I was like, didn't really care about it. Yeah. And then we had a great Thanksgiving together this year, which <sighs> made it feel like so, so nice again, but also just like a stepping stone to get to Christmas. Well, how do you feel about Thanksgiving and Christmas being so close together? Because it's like, boom, you're with your family. And then a month later, it's like, boom, you're having another big dinner where, you know, all of with the your things family. are happy. You're with your family. <laughs> um, you know, for me, a lot of times our celebrations are pretty small. It's yeah. usually like me and Dave and the girls and his mom. Um, so like the whole family part of it doesn't really seem to come up for me. Um, the thing that comes up for me is usually just like it's a lot of work. Uh-huh. Big meals. It's like a lot of thought, uh -huh. a lot of preparation mm. and a lot of execution and a lot of cleanup. Yeah. And oftentimes that falls on my plate and my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, look, kids, we're getting a ham and some Hawaiian rolls. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Actually this year, not that I was surprised because my husband's usually pretty good about handling business, but usually he does the cooking. And then I end up with all of the dishes. Yeah. Um, this year, he did the cooking. And then the next day, I went to brunch and I came back and the dishes were done. So what you're saying is you have to schedule post-Thanksgiving brunch. <laughs> brunch every year from here on out. Every damn year. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is wonderful. <laughs> I planned this like, yeah. perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not having the cleanup situation is great. And also not having to, like, do the cooking is great. And I know you guys, like, play off of each other and you both took part in the cooking. Yeah. So that's super, super helpful. Um, Dave actually did help me with stuffing this year. He did excellent stuffing, by it the way. It was delicious. Yeah. So it was very good. Um, and so it is nice to be in partnership in the kitchen um, and I know a lot of women that take on the full responsibility of the dinner. I know a lot of men that take on the full responsibility mm -hmm. of the dinner. And I feel like for all holidays, 
it's so much work. It would just be nice if we like partnered up. Pot luck that bitch. Pot, <laughs> pot luck it, please. Thank you. So you know who had a, a very eventful Thanksgiving? Who? Was Paris Hilton. Oh. Do you know why? Do tell. So she surprised her family. With a baby? With a baby. <gasps> no way! I got it right! Yes! 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 yes. <laughs> Total guess. This is the second time that she did not tell her family that she was Wait, was it like a, a full-on alive baby? Full-on alive baby. Oh my gosh, it wasn't like, I'm pregnant. It no. was like, here's your grandchild. This, Yes. Holy oh my, shit. Okay, I have to tell you this. That's so, fascinating. She has had uh, two children now via surrogate. Oh, that's helpful. makes it more understandable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Her son was born, I think he's like maybe nine months or so now. Um, Wait. She has a nine-month-old and a newborn? Yes. Godspeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Paris Hilton. Yeah, she got peeps. Yeah. (laughs) She has help. She'll be fine. Yeah. So, um... She invited her mom over to her house and there was a baby there. And she was like, oh, by the way, that's my baby. Sorry, I didn't tell you before, but that's my baby. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Told nobody until the baby was born. Wow. What a secret keeper. Like, I like nobody. Nobody. I mean, I don't know who else she would have told, but she didn't tell her own mother. That she was having a baby. (laughs) I just, I hope she has other people in her life that she has been able to share this with. Because I couldn't imagine going through a pregnancy via surrogacy completely without support. Without support or without having like a safe space to talk about it or... Even Gosh. the excitement of it or the nerves totally. over it or your feelings of not carrying your own child. I imagine that that would be a lot to process. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if like maybe she had her sister there. I don't know. Word on TMZ mm-hmm. is that nobody knew and she just poof, surprise, this is my baby and then did it again on Thanksgiving Now she has a baby girl, and she just went, poof, surprise, this is also my baby. Well, you know, we don't know the dynamics of the family, and sometimes family needs to be kept in the dark on certain things until you get where you're going, and then we get to welcome in the family, and they have no say. Well, I mean, it's also like uh, she has to worry about paparazzi, and like that is a dynamic that you and I just never even considered yet. Yes, (laughs) shit like that would happen. The only thing anybody ever has to worry about with me is if I'm bringing home another dog. That is accurate. (laughs) Um, Have we told our listeners that Rocket got a home? I don't I think, think that's such ha- good news to share. That is something to be grateful for. It happened on Thanksgiving. It happened on Thanksgiving. It was the best thing in the world that I could have even hoped for was my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law came over for Thanksgiving, fell in love with Rocket. So easy to do. So easy. Uh, he was like, can I take him for a walk? And we're like, yeah, here, go. 
and he went for a walk and came back and was like just drop the paperwork <laughs> oh i love it so great and so immediately what one would do after having placed a foster pup in with its permanent home would be to replace it with two more pups yes i think that's what people, any sane person would do any sane person on the planet would be like oh i got rid of one let's welcome two more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which you will be doing very soon very soon i am i wish i was more nervous about it but at this point i'm kind of like Meh, whatever happens happens <laughs> i was talking to mom about it today and i was like you know tina's just unruffled like these things just don't ruffle her she's like bah, another dog Another two dogs, some puppies, whatever. I'm like, well, I mean, what's the worst that happens? They pee and poop on something and they chew, I don't know, a shoe or the Yeah, it's not corner. really a big deal. No, it's not. Mm -mm. And I'm giving them love and a home until somebody that wants to give them love and a home forever comes along. Exactly. So San Diego listeners, keep an eye open on Dana's social media mm. for these cute little nuggets that yeah. you can also have in your home well i'm hoping because the christmas is a coming mm -hmm. and us freaking greedy americans <laughs> like to gift big old gifts for christmas yeah puppies are the ultimate gift like Which, better than any gift ever is a live animal for any child some children might argue a pony but i think a puppy is a definitely a on second. that list mm-hmm mm -hmm. Definitely. It's Christmas. Mm -hmm. Puppies are great gifts. Mm -hmm. And that any San Diego listeners would be remissed if they missed the opportunity to bring home this cute little nugget. Just don't send them back to the shelter. Oh, my God. No way. That's it's one of the biggest problems is that people will adopt puppies and then they realize how much work a fucking puppy is. And then they end up in the shelter. Mm, and the shelter's struggling. We don't so bad do right that. now. Yeah. So, so bad right now. But this week, we're talking all about bullshit Christmas. Bullshit Christmas. Bullshit. 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 <laughs> um, I am the biggest Christmas bullshitter because I have a fucking elf in my house oh man you know what for everybody out there listening right now if you have any children in the car or within earshot highly suggest you turn this off pause maybe listen at a different time mm -hmm. yeah because you know christmas magic Sometimes pretty special for little ears. Yeah. They got to grow into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That being said, we've given you plenty of time to pause. Yes. And here we go. Right. I have a fucking elf in my house. Ugh, what's your elf's name? Dolly. Dolly the elf. I have yeah. Twinkle Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Dolly and my children writes my children's children both my children child's is writes notes to dolly <laughs> independently and sometimes indecipherable spanglish uh-huh oh yes that i have to figure out so i can fucking respond to it like okay my daughter has now written a note to twinkle tim <laughs> dear twinkle tim please come on november the 26th 
or the 27th or the 28th. (laughs) Whatever day, pretty much, that is before December 1st, which is the day that I told her that Twinkle Tim comes. Oh, so you must not have the elf book because it explains explicitly in the book that the elf comes the night of Thanksgiving. Oh, no, no, no. Fuck that book. (laughs) I put all of my shit up before we came to your house on Thanksgiving because I had to find the fucking elf. Oh, yeah. Because I knew that the girls were going to want to know where fucking Dolly was on Friday morning. Okay. Why do we do this to ourselves? I did not invent this elf. No. My kids watched it on YouTube and wondered why they didn't have one. And then we magically had one appear. And the lie is perpetuated by parents all over the world while Mattel or whoever the toy maker is makes a shit ton of money. Right. And that is no different than Santa Claus. Right. This is just another leg of Santa Claus. This is commercializing Christmas Mm -hmm. pretty much. So like something that started off as a religious holiday Mm -hmm. that was meant to celebrate the birth of jesus in catholicism or christianity Mm -hmm. um has now grown snowballed whatever into like where did santa claus even come from jolly old saint nick you know there is a story yeah Okay, so the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk named St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. It's believed that he was born sometime around 280 A.D. in Patera um, near Myra, modern-day Turkey. He was admired for his kindness, and he somehow became the subject of many legends. Um, he gave away all his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and the sick. Um, one of the best known St. Nicholas stories is the time he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by their father by providing them with a dowry so that they could be married. So it sounds like <laughs> it's quite beautiful really that there was this person with such a big heart and who was so philanthropic and like really wanted to help people and and give yeah and then greed and power and status all came into play and fucked it all up just like it does everything else well i mean and imagine 280 a.d it's not like there were billionaires with yachts at that time, right? It was No, he gave like an emu and a cow <laughs> to this fucking woman. He's like, so that can she I can marry be- your daughter? I'll give you three chickens. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And he was like, You don't have to be a prostitute. Here's three chickens. We call you them can- sex workers nowadays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gotta be um politically correct. Yes. Um and so like now you can be married as a proper human being and you know live a more comfortable life i don't know i don't know it's so i mean let's we all know that back in the day it was fucked up and they it's did all some, been ick for a long time so ick it's still ick it's still ick but even you know 1700s let's say christmas was about like 
knitting your mama scarf. Right. It was about making something. Yeah. Putting effort into a gift, being thoughtful. And now it's buying the elf. It's buying the advent calendars. It's Are your kids into advent calendars? Nope. They don't even know what they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I like bought this big, beautiful tree that has like little boxes that you open because I just liked it as a decoration. And now you got to put shit in and it. And now I have to put shit in it. Mm-hmm. It's ugh, something else. But now it has turned into um, what I think is still could be a beautiful thing, like the spirit of Christmas, the magic of Christmas. Um, but we're basically gaslighting our children. <laughs> totally. Um, and sometimes that can really turn on you. And it has. We gaslight our children with Santa, with the Easter Bunny. We basically taken any religious holiday and then made a different mythical creature to accompany it. Yeah, and then YouTube was invented, and everybody put out their fabulosities yeah. of creativity and life and Santa and the Easter Bunny and the fucking leprechaun. And now here we all are trying to recreate the same things for our children because now they feel less than when they don't have them and keep up with the joneses right right it's like uh so whenever the boys were little i felt very insecure about how little money that i had Mm -hmm. that i would spend an entire paycheck that could should have gone to Bills, bills, food, whatever, because I didn't want my kids to go back from Christmas break. And when everybody else got a PlayStation or an iPad or a this or a that, I didn't want them to be like, I got socks. Right. That's a tough space to occupy. And, you know, it's not unfamiliar to a lot of people. Yeah. And that was that was difficult. Christmas can also be very personal to people. Um, in a way, like last year, my brother-in-law was in town for Christmas. And as all of my kids, now that I'm in a space where I can afford the fun gifts that I want to give them, although we'll dig into that fucking trap in a minute, <laughs> Uh, So they were basically celebrating Christmas with us while their family and gifts and everything were back home. Mm -hmm. And he had his daughter with him. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of like sat there watching our family open presents. Right. And sometimes that's a pretty intimate thing. You know, whenever you when you build up the whole Christmas morning thing, that's Mm -hmm. a part of the trap. Right. Yeah. Um, For me, the idea of having like a lot of gifts under the tree was never really something that like I felt attached to, but my husband does. And he's like, I don't care. I just want to fill the tree. I just want to fill it up. I want a bunch of gifts under the tree. Mm -hmm. Um, And so whether it be that you have like a few like more expensive gifts or you have a lot of expensive gifts or if you have a lot of like just filler gifts, like it can be a pretty intimate process to open up all of these gifts whenever you have somebody there that's not necessarily like a part of that exchange. Yeah. And to see, I also have four children. Um, 
Last year, right before Christmas, my kids' iPads had broken. And so Joe and I were like, all right, well, Christmas gift. You know, like just, we would have bought him like, an iPad anyway. Might as well put it towards Christmas. Exactly. And so it was like they opened up their iPads, then they opened up their this, then they opened up their that. And I was like, this is so awkward. It felt almost like we were bragging. Mm. But I was like, you weren't supposed to be here. <laughs> you weren't supposed to see this. This is like I, I felt so uncomfortable and and I, too, am uh, a little attached to the gifts under the tree thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I want to throw things at my kids to make them feel like they're loved. But that was like, I want them to come down and their eyes to be big and be like, oh, my God, look at everything. And as I get older, I'm realizing what a marketing ploy that is. Mm-hmm. We are selling that you need to have a lot of stuff, stuff that is going to end up in the recycle bin or in a toy box that isn't going to be used for however long. And then we're telling kids basically that depending on how much stuff you got is how worthy your Christmas was. The message is that joy is found in the external. Mm hmm. Happiness is found in the external, that there's gluttony, that there's greed, that more is better. Yes. And that's the part that I think that I really struggle with and why I dig my heels so much Uh on Christmas. Last year, my daughter wanted one thing for Christmas, and it was a Nintendo Switch. Uh Uh-huh. And she did not get it. Oh. Okay, so tell me about that. Um, so you and I have had conversations before, and I haven't talked about it um, with our listeners, but um, my oldest daughter, Shay, um, she's diagnosed ADHD. She's always been super into the television, to visual stimulation. It's yes. like a big sensory input for her. Um, and that also um, has a tendency to lead to a lot of a power struggle within our yeah. home and it doesn't matter what it is if it's an interactive screen she is like attached intensely attached to it it could be like a little um watch uh-huh. it could be like a little handheld game it could be the tv it could be a um a tablet um and i already struggled so much between the things that we had that I was like, I cannot add another screen to our home. I don't yeah. know what to do. She has not asked Santa for anything else but a Nintendo Switch. And we had gone on vacation with a family over Thanksgiving last year. And their oldest daughter, who was like 9 or 10 at the time, had a Nintendo Switch. Uh, and that is what really sparked this interest. Yes. And it was tough because... You want to appease your children. Well, we tell them, make a list for Santa so that he can bring you what you want. There's not really an idea in that that is like, you're not going to get what you want. No. And so kids with movies, with their school friends, 
they're conditioned to think that you tell Santa what you want. And you get it. And you get it. Yep. So right now my children want, listeners, please tell me if any of you relate to this. Both of my daughters want a power pony. What the fuck is a power pony? It's essentially a hoverboard Uh with a rocking horse attached to it. So So you sit on the horse and you move your feet and the fucking thing goes wherever you tell it to go. Where did they see a power pony? Who the fuck knows? I think she said she saw it at Target. Okay. All right. So it's essentially an ER trip. (laughs) Essentially, it's an ER. Although it looks relatively safe. I mean, who knows if you go off like a curb or something, it certainly could be a a bit of a... Do you want to hear my hoverboard experience? I do. You do? I do. Um, A few years back, the boys wanted hoverboards. I cannot remember if I got the hoverboard or if Chris got the hoverboard. Regardless, a hoverboard, two of them appeared, ended up at my house. It is Christmas Day. My son rides the hoverboard into the pool. <laughs> oh, no. Was that the end of the hoverboard? The fucking thing was dead. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. In to the pool. Was it like he didn't mean to go into the pool? No, He just no. like it took off and he and jumped. And he jumped and, off and, and the hoverboard rolled straight in to the pool. Um, I'm actually remembering now it was Chris that had bought it because he... <laughs> went back to the company he somehow returned it i'm not sure how but he was like yeah it died i don't know, I don't know what the fuck happened they're like water damage bro yeah <laughs> first day first day yeah straight into the pool so you know here's the thing if this was like a hundred or two hundred dollar gift i might sway yeah this thing is 499 dollars <laughs> And, and they both want one? They both want one. And if you get the screaming deal over Thanksgiving week and Cyber Monday week, it's $399. But we're still talking about $800 for two power ponies that are probably not going to get... Like, the novelty is going to wear off. Of course it is. Oh. And I feel like... Okay, this is me just going off on a soapbox here, but I can't help myself. We're here for it. Our bodies need to move. Uh Uh-huh. How many more conveniences can we have to sit down and do nothing? Like, oh, you sit on a horse and move your toes. Just give them a lasso. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to move my toes back and forth and ride all the way down the street. I'm like... I would rather spend $500 on like a solid mountain bike for yeah. you and you learn a skill and you get exercise and you feel good when you're done doing it. Yeah. But to like sit on a rocking horse and move your toes to make yourself go left and right. It's like the same thing with electric scooters. Like just use the human manpower, please. Yeah. So whenever you're coming down to your Christmas list, I mean, one thing that I like to do with my children is I tell them Santa brings one gift for you. I tell them the same. Everything else is from mom and dad. Santa brings one thing. We did. Mm -hmm. Santa brings you one gift. I will claim that credit. (laughs) Yeah. And I never let it be the most expensive gift. Oh, okay. So Santa doesn't bring the best gift. Mm -mm. That's what I need to do. Last year, Joe and I gave them the iPads Mm -hmm. and Santa brought the 
it was like an American girl bunk bed or something like that. It was, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, it wasn't even American girl. It was the Walmart knockoff brand of American girl Mm -hmm. bunk bed. So that thing was like 30 bucks. (laughs) Equally as fun to play with. Yes. Um, so I never let it be the most expensive gift and it's only ever one gift. And whenever they are writing a list to Santa, I make sure that they know, you know, you can give him a lot of ideas, but he knows what's going to be the best for you. Ooh, that's he knows so good. intuitively what you're going to love. So although you can give him these ideas... He, he chooses. He might still think, you know what? She asked for a skateboard, but I think she would have way more fun on a bike. And so. So Santa has the magic. Santa has know. the magic. So hold on. This idea of a Christmas list is bringing up visceral memories for oh, me. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you remember writing a Christmas list? Mm-hmm. And then. Having done something. Oh no, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Having done something. What happens? Oh my god. What happens? Oh my god. I know you remember. I am an 80s child. We are 80s children, and all other 80s children are having a panic attack right now Mm -hmm. because they they done fucked up. They done fucked up. Mom just crossed something (laughs) off. (laughs) That shit is getting crossed <gasps> off. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you would cry, please, mom. No, don't cross it off. The list. Because that meant that that was the one thing you were not going to get. And they always went for the jugular. They always took the most expensive one off the list. And they're so smart because I would have done the same thing. Well, yeah, it only makes sense. But as a child, it's fucking ruthless. As an adult, <laughs> I just had a physical reaction. Like, okay, so again, that goes back. And we've had a little bit of a conversation about, like, the whole idea of Santa Claus and using him as a weapon, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Total manipulation. Total manipulation. And now, I mean, let's think about it. Santa, jolly old fat man. Judging the shit out of you. Judges you. Takes things away Mm -hmm. whenever you aren't performing if you have a bad day, you're getting coal. You're getting coal. Mm-hmm. He breaks into your house. Motherfucker. <laughs> and we're just like, it's cool, though, because he leaves a gift. So it's interesting that you say this because two things come up for me. One, I tell my children that Dolly, so some people with the elf, they're like, oh, the elf watches you. And when you do bad shit, it goes back and tells Santa. Uh I tell my kids that the elf only reports the good stuff back to Santa. And it depends on how long your good list is. Yeah. Like how generous Santa is going to be. Right. right? Yeah. So you got to like all the good things Dolly's going to report. Spin it. You got to spin it the positive. Um, So you tell them that it's all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you let your kids touch the elf? Yeah. Like mine carry him around. They're like, I love you, Twinkle Tim. Do you know how many times I've forgotten to move the elf last year? At least three yeah. in the month that he was there. Yeah. So like on average, 0.7 times per week. <laughs> and I would be like, he must have been real tired. <laughs> you know, like another lie. Like, 
oh, I don't know what happens. Just to cover your own ass. Oh, you know what? Sometimes he likes to wait until you're at school to move. Mm-hmm. Or totally been there. What other money? Even with the tooth fairy, mm-hmm. the tooth fairy wouldn't show up because I fucking fell asleep and forgot to do the exchange oh, with the money. Oh, yes. And so I would be like, she must have been super busy. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe check your pillow when you get home from school. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and they buy that shit. They eat it up. The I am the like the amount of lying through my goddamn teeth mm-hmm. that I do to my children. Yes. Is I'm a little ashamed. <laughs> I know. I know. I agree with you. And I feel like if it's not hitting right, like what do we do to shift this? There's got to be a way to unbad Christmas <laughs> for Seriously. our children. Like, like, we do not have to perpetuate these ideas, these traditions, this thought. Like, we don't have to sell this shit to our kids. And what is the point of doing it? Are we just trying to get our little sheeple to listen to us? I guess so. But here's the thing I was going to say earlier. Shay, my oldest daughter, is eight years old. She loves Dolly. She loves Christmas. Mm -hmm. The thought of something moving around her house at night has been enough to keep her awake since the Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. So much so that we've written notes to Dolly to please stay in mom and dad's bedroom. Mm -hmm. Because she's terrified of a little elf moving through her house at night. And she's terrified of Santa coming in her home. That's terrifies her that's scary it is scary and i understand and also this other thing that just popped into my mind is that the last time jordan wrote a note to dolly she asked dolly if black santa was real oh Oh my god like and we just so fucking lie and lie and lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. This is not the spirit of Christmas. This is not the magic of Christmas. It has gotten so far fucking away from what Christmas is. How do we restore the magic? It has gotten so far away. It should. I mean, it really, truly should be about your family for some people listen i know there is a lot of religious people out there that it is about jesus's birthday but is it no let's talk about it no let's go to the religious side of it yeah are the people who are in church every week and on christmas not just the ones that go on they're still buying ipads and i don't think jesus put that on his list no they're still it's still the people who are very religious are still experiencing the same things that you and I are as parents because there's social cultural pressure around Christmas. Now, let's get away from the kids for a second. Mm-hmm. There's social social and cultural pressure around gift giving amongst adults, whether it be to your family, to your friends, to your hairstylist, to you tip your, everybody. Got an extra tip at Christmas. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. As someone in the service industry, it's a really nice, generous thing, and I appreciate and it. And I love to do it. But the obligation of it is also stressful for some. If you don't have 
extra resources and it's already a time of year that's depleting your resources, then what are you going to do? Go into debt to make to keep up with the Joneses, to make yourself feel like you're doing what is quote unquote expected of you? Unfortunately, that is exactly what people do. And so I had started at a company um, a little bit before Christmas, but I was a single mom. I had two kids at home. I was already living paycheck to paycheck. I remember the Friday before Christmas going into work or the last day, I don't know if it was a Friday, but the last day before Christmas, I woke up early, went to Target because I didn't get paid until that day. And you were waiting for that money so that you could give your kids a Christmas. It wasn't. So I would always shop Christmas Eve because that's like the closest to whenever I got paid. But that morning, I had to get my coworkers gifts because I knew that all of my coworkers were going to be giving me a gift and I couldn't be the only person to that not didn't give a gift. show up with gifts. I went to fucking Target. I bought all of my coworkers like a scarf or something. But also like in adding that up, like you're spending money. It was like six coworkers. That's a lot that I bought these scarves for. I could not fucking afford it, but there's pressure. And I panicked. I had a literal anxiety attack. Like, oh my God, when am I going to get this? At Target, ass crack of dawn, trying to make sure that I got that. Not only did I have to get the scarves, then I had to get the gifts ba gift bags and the tissue paper to go into the gift bags because I can't be the only one that just threw a scarf in a bag and mm -hmm. said, here, Merry Christmas. Yeah. There's so much pressure you have to do the bows you have to make it look pretty you have to do all of these things I agree with you and I feel like as a single mom that's incredibly hard fucking stressful and as a young 20 something that's incredibly hard yep and as a married established person with a family mm -hmm. that's incredibly hard mm -hmm. it doesn't get easier regardless of the stage of life that you're in yeah there's always more pressure to give more to supply more and then we're adding on top of that like a big Christmas celebration mm -hmm. right and you want to host people in a beautiful way and I think that it's wonderful to be able to spend time together with people for Christmas, um, for holidays, family. But does it have to, do you have to put yourself out in order to provide that for people? Well, when did doing things for people stop becoming a gift? Right. Like, giving your time, giving your energy, giving your ear or whatever, uh, giving a ride. Somebody needs a ride somewhere and be like, Hey, I got you. Don't stress. Yeah. I can help you out with that. Yeah. Or, uh, somebody at work has a whole lot on their plate and you're like, Hey, what can I help you out with? That's a gift. That's a gift. Um, but somehow we've gotten away from that. Mm -hmm. And the only gift 
is something of monetary value. Right. And I really wish that we could kind of get back to, now don't get me wrong, I love giving a monetary gift. I love seeing people open shit. I like their eyes. I like the, all of the feelings about it. Um, I also like to foster fucking puppies. <laughs> what a gift. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this or not. You probably do because I'm sure I've mentioned it before. When you do something for somebody else, it makes you feel good. <laughs> that actually increases your own happiness. And that is where the idea of St. Nicholas and Santa Claus came from. came from. It was a person who did something for someone else out of what their capacity was. Yep. That made them feel good. That's right. And so if you're giving outside of your capacity and it's giving you stress in return, not the feels in return, mm -hmm. then recalibrate. That's not a gift. It's it's a stressor. It's hard. And and I know that that's a big ask. And so like I don't say that in just, you know, like I understand that there is cultural pressure, that there is familial pressure totally. to give to host, to do all of these things. Um, and if that's not sitting right with you, if it's not giving you the feelings and the satisfaction and the closeness and the connection that the holidays really are meant to be about, um, then maybe find one way that you can shift a little to adjust that. And it's not going to happen all in one year. It's not going to just no. be this year. Um, but what ways can you shift that we can get back to what holidays are about? And for me, holidays are about memories. Mm -hmm. um, as a mom, it's about watching my kids play with my co with their cousins. Mm -hmm. Playing with my cousins at Christmas, I didn't give a shit about the gifts no. that I got. I gave a shit about hiding in the little laundry room at my grandma's house and rehearsing with my cousins, whatever song and dance yeah. it was that we were rehearsing that we were going to perform after uh -huh. dinner. Like that is what Christmas was about. It was about memories and togetherness and family. And I just really hope that I can cultivate that for my children and that I can help them understand that that's the feeling of Christmas. Yes. I think that um, it could be a little of both too. Like, I don't think that, you know, unbatting Christmas is going to like next year, everybody's going to be like, nope, fuck that. I'm giving you no a Santa Christmas no gifts <laughs> yeah. no definitely not but it's a balance right it's a balance and finding that balance is super important I also think like um if you're hosting don't stress about your house don't yes. stress about the fuck clean the bathrooms and move the fuck on with your life yes you know like you guys were coming over for Thanksgiving and I had all this shit in one room and I was like well putting up a board Boom. <laughs> Nobody will know. Nobody's going to know. No Nobody one's going to know. know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll admit, like, 
we did Chris or I'm sorry, we did Thanksgiving at your house and doing Christmas at my house will be a different experience. I have a much smaller house. Um, there's not going to be like all this room for everybody to spread out. But like that's also part of a different experience for your kids too. Listen, I am going to sit on your lap and sip my totally, wine. <laughs> totally. We're going to cuddle in my one chair that we have in the whole house. We're just going to pile up on top of each other. Like we're, a Christmas tree. And, <gasps> we'll make a Christmas tree. And we're going to pass around the one glass that I own and we're going to sip from the same glass. We're all going to get COVID together. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Christmas COVID. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I feel like it's so easy for all of us to compare what somebody else's Christmas looks like or how you want to present yourself for Christmas for the family. But you know what? It's going to be raw and real at the Presley house this year. <laughs> but you know what? I think that we found out even on Thanksgiving that the experience of being with your people yes is so much more than anything else definitely um i just hope that all of you guys out there can take some pressure off of yourselves maybe you know take a few ideas if you have children and do the whole list and use that Santa's. Don't scratch off the list, though. It will traumatize them for years. They'll it, be talking about you on a podcast in 30 years from now. Having a visceral reaction <laughs> in real time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I hope that maybe another idea I can throw out there is hand making something or... Um, really putting a lot of thought into one gift rather than getting a whole bunch of gifts mm -hmm. that probably won't even be used. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, for me, and this is like, you know, a little Jess, a little Jessism. I like it. But for me, it's like about like going inward and understanding what my gifts are and then being able to share that with other people. Yeah, And so whatever that looks like, I feel like an example of that would be I have a tendency to make my own um, essential oil perfume. <gasps> I got one <laughs> and I love it. And when I go around people, oftentimes a comment that I get is about my, my, my odor, aroma, my aroma, my, my natural earthy you're like thank you i haven't smelled. showered in six days <laughs> um and whether it be at school or whether it be i've had people stop me on hikes like whatever it is and i'm like gosh people must like i don't smell it but other people smell it yeah. and they're like god that smells so good so i'm like yeah maybe that's like something that i can pass on to people you know like a, a small idea. thing that i already do or a gift that you already have within you maybe you create something maybe you um I don't know. Maybe you have like books that are really special to you that you want to pass on to people. I love that. Maybe you have a journal entry of something that person did that really touched your heart mm. that you want to share with them. Maybe frame something or I mean, there's so many different ways to give a heartfelt gift to somebody um, that doesn't necessarily have to cost you a lot of money. Exactly. And, and if, if somebody has shit to say about it, 
you send them to me and I will hug them to death. I will puppy them to death. (laughs) And if you don't like them that much, there's always a Starbucks gift card. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This episode is not sponsored by Starbucks, clearly. Well, um, holidays are upon us, folks. So get your shit together. Uh, Try not to stress. Mm -hmm. Maybe do a little meditation. Mm -hmm. Maybe do a little journaling. Mm -hmm. Maybe Uh, do a little drinking. Maybe have a glass of wine or eight. Mm -hmm. And uh, until next time. We're unbatting, baby. Oh, she just gifted you with that song. (laughs) Unbatting, unbatting, we're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbatting, baby. We're unbatting.